If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. First thing first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Right. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a habit to get on my wrist. Right. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase it. Never stop like we bringing 88 back. What? Bring the hook scene where the bass at. Champagne feeling, you should taste that. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wine Down with your host, Shakir and Shamor. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm so glad to, to be here and to share with you and to um, have a great discussion with you. Oh, it's liable to get fun tonight. <laughs> I think we're going to be good I think we're going to be good <clears throat> So um, yeah, We got a couple of things That's got to happen this evening Because You know we got stood up uh, Last week By somebody A certain somebody Yeah we did Yeah we did and um, so he owes the listeners who actually had, had questions for him, he owes them to um, answer those questions. Well, if I remember correctly, I think he said he was going to be in early tonight anyway, so we might be able to get that up out of the way. Oh, is this this here is going to be running all night. Like if people wake up out they sleep, and think, you know what? I want to ask Ron a question. I'm taking questions <laughs> all night. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, yeah this is going to be a real trip. Because if you if you recall, I don't know. I don't know if you recall. And for our listeners, if you weren't present um, and didn't experience what we're talking about, what really happened was 
we were all here. And it got to, you know, questions and some that we didn't want to answer, but we did it anyway. We took it for the team. And then somebody was like, hey, Ron, I got a question for you. And then it was something like, It was quiet. No comment whatsoever. Nothing. Cricket. Cricket. So. We now have cricket this evening. Ron is actually going to answer some of the questions that were posed to him last week. And, um, you know, if you want to throw stones and rocks, we'll do, we'll do that as well. Whatever makes you guys happy. Uh, with no further ado, we're going to go ahead and um, get our reparations started. Ron, are you with us this evening? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Did she, first of all, I, how you doing? Oh, Lord. What's good with you, big boy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I mean, did I hear right that she have more sound effects? Yeah, she picked up a new one, man. I, I, I just, I just sat there in complete no silence, like she got another damn sound effect. Another <laughs> damn sound effect. <laughs> I just like push a button. I, I guess I'm just, try, I'm just trying to make sure that I, you know, I maybe I missed the boat on, on the memo where you know the, the the system got upgraded or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to check. No, she put that on the black card. She put that on the black card. She she made an executive decision, I see. <laughs> it's sounding that way. I mean, I was just trying to make sure that we covered, you know, empty um, dead air space like we had last week when somebody didn't show up to work. Well, one could be of the mindset that with as much professionalism that there is on the Wind Down show that there's never dead air space, that there was always some intelligent repartee that is able to be said. But if you're not of that mindset, then that's that's, <laughs> then that's a allergies. <laughs> allergies, I'm telling you. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was sneezing. I was I'm allergic to bullshit and I it was somewhere close to me. But um anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's on. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um Ron, you have some questions, and, you know, you can go ahead and get started with the questions that were posed to you in your box. Not, not, well, I mean, I'm not able to do that right now because I'm not necessarily near a computer, and I don't feel like, you oh. know, put my glasses on to do this with my phone. So, so, so oh. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily remember those questions right now at the top of my head. Yeah, that's okay, what I'm so going you, with. You just, you just said no. Huh? What happened? You just, you just, you just. Told, told I, I, I didn't say no. I said I'm not able to at this particular moment. Okay, you, you said no. Well, I do have access to some stuff that I should share. Um, yes, ma'am. There was this one particular uh, listener, Emily Duncan, had several okay. things to ask. Um, right, right, so right, right, right. Good people, good people, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start with some of these because these are easy. We're going to get to the hot ones later. Um, her first I don't like heat. Was, I don't like heat. I don't like heat. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Your ass is burning this evening. Um, if Ron was stranded on an island, what three essential items would he bring? 
question is that. I'm standing on the island, and I get three. As a thinking man, the first thing I'm choosing is a boat. Uh, all right. After that, I'm going to get, like, a, a, a radio and a bunch of mangoes. And I'm good. Why? 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 Because I love mangoes. And if you have to eat something, you might as well eat something you love. And, I mean, you're not going to have the right seasoning and cooking utensils out there to cook something. But you might as well have something that, you know, you can either add a watermelon, cantaloupe, something like that. Radio so I can get in contact with people in a boat so I can get the hell up out of there. Who want to be stuck on an island? What kind of question is that? <laughs> Don't laugh. Ryan, her question, number two. What is your definition of happiness? Who is a shit? I mean, what's your ha- what's your definition of happiness? Right, right, right. Um, happiness is doing what you're supposed to be doing and being recognized for it, whether that rec- recognition is monetary or not. Playing with yourself. If I if I could get paper for playing with myself, Mama, <laughs> I will be happy. I put a big Pharrell hat on. What are you crazy? <laughs> I knew that one was backfire. Um, you must what's have your favorite ice cream? I don't eat ice cream no more. But if you, you don't can, eat ice cream, question. you don't eat ice cream anymore. No, ma'am. I try to stay away from that. That sugar will kill you. Okay. Um, number four. If you have a bucket list, name at least two things that you plan to fulfill within the next six months. Next six months on my bucket list? Oh, wow. Um, why does she care? Oh, sorry. Like, why are you asking? No. I'm sorry. Um, that was not called for. Next six months on my bucket list. Publish my book, and secondly would be, well, I guess that's in six. Not damn, it's a little over six. Well, six months and some days, I'm gonna actually um take my uncle on vacation. You know, he um he's in a an ex offender and he's been clean for the last two years. So I told him if he could stay clean, I'd take him on a um on vacation. So that would be nice. Perfect. Okay, these are starting to make you sound human. I'm not really liking it. Um, if you can do one thing over. If you had a bomb, a big crack rock, I mean, the choice is yours. What, what would you choose? If you could do one thing over in your life, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> one thing over? No, I can't say that. I say verse. I say verse. I say verse. Yeah. I mean, listen. Or. It's some. It's someone else. If I could do one thing over, I I I, I would have finished college, so I don't have to go back now. Okay. If you had to choose between J Lo, Beyonce, Amber Rose, or Kim Kardashian, what? who would you pick? Oh, have mercy. Okay, this is what y'all went through last week? No, I went through worse, bro. 
Lord have mercy. Who would I pick? No, I wouldn't be worse. Um, no, this this is easy. Shakira has some. Uh, um, I guess I put J Lo. I'm not gonna even touch. She the blackest one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, if I'm, I'm looking on that scale, I mean, I don't pick. I might as well pick her. Oh gosh. Um, other than New York City, what state or country would you move to? Africa. Well, that's not a state or country. Uh, 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 uh Ethiopia. All right, Ethiopia. Um, and Val um, wanted you to um, measure your manhood between your legs. My manhood or my penis? You know, either or. No, because I can't measure my manhood. There's no scale to measure manhood. What were you talking oh, about? Oh, God. a grown-ass woman. <laughs> she a grown-ass woman. She know what the hell she mean. Mean what you yeah. say. Um, exactly or in the area? She wants to know exactly. She asked you to get the measurement tape out. Last... Uh, Slightly over nine. You got too much going on. What you mean? You don't want to talk about your friend. All right, Imaj, you are. Imaj, you're on the air for this. And Ron was just, um, Ron was just uh, measuring himself for. Um, no, um, no, Ron was just reporting on his measurements. He wasn't measuring himself. <laughs> All right, I, I, I see this night is about to go left real quick. You said um, how much? I'm sorry. We need to give um, exact answers to our listeners. The answer was slightly above nine. Okay, and I think the follow-up question last week was, is that up or down? Is that up or down? Yeah, I think that wasn't that how the follow-up question went, Shamor? Happy or sad? Happy or, or not? sad? Milk or strong? I mean, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, who the hell is non-damn interest limp? Thank you. That's what we needed to know. What kind I of damn question? I mean, we I mean, have sensible <laughs> questions. Well, that I was say, the question. I, that was the follow-up question. All right. All right. Well, I'm not saying it to you, then. I'm asking this question there. How about that? You also yeah. have a question. Um, another question mm-hmm. that posed the opportunity to you. Because you are into money and Shakira has his own personal. Whoa, 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 whoa,
The question it was about no. Women. That's what it was. The Come answer was no. We don't even have to finish the question. We good. We good. Let's move on. Next. I could have sworn. I, I was about to say I could have sworn that off last week. Wait a minute. Really? Really? You think you get the right to to say no to stuff? No, because we had question. to answer. No, because we had to. We couldn't say no to the questions that. Okay, I'm we sorry. Had ask to the answer. question. Go right ahead. Ask the Pope. Pose this. Scenario. The question was asked that if you were given money, a large amount of money, would you allow Shakir to spank you? You finished the question? That's the question. Okay. Hmm, let me think about that. <laughs> no. You scared? You scared? Bloody hell. You scared, Ron? You can say it. I mean, with family. I said, I said no. I said no, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I have I have other sources of income other than paddling by Shakir. I'm good. You seem to sound like you have a little animosity. You okay? No, I'm 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 perfectly fine. You know you can get just, that air was, out your chest. You know it's all right. Well, you know, it's it's it's, it's the water, the water I'm drinking. That's what it is. Um, you go down the okay. wrong way. So for anybody that's tuning in, we have a new Twitter account. It is the Real Wind Down, and it's live. Um, I believe Imaj is hanging out on there right now. Is he hanging out on yes. there right now? Cool. Yes, that's why I'm calling so, from a different number tonight, so yeah. So, yeah, so she's hanging out on Twitter tonight. So, tweet. Um, anybody that has the old Twitter, please update and hit us on the new Twitter account. You can still reach us at our own personal accounts as well, but we do have a new Wind Down Twitter account. Um. Okay, so we have a caller. No, we got all that out the way. We're not done with Ron. Oh, hell no. He don't get off that easy. Hell no. If I have to make <laughs> some questions think, up. I think we had all three of us had like 10 questions. So Ron, he has like 15. Only, so he has to get extra because, <laughs> because he was, first of all, he didn't show up. And so you have to suffer the consequence. That's right. I'm good. I ain't scared. Yeah, we're but taking I mean, as much money. I mean, let's you know, let's take a break though. You know, I wouldn't want to you know interrupt the flow of the show. I wouldn't want that to happen. No, don't though. don't worry about us. We got this in, but we do have a caller. <laughs> we do have a caller. Eric code seven five seven. You're on the air. Mm-hmm. You're on the air. You sure? Hello. Uh huh. Area code seven five seven. Do you hear seven five seven? No. Uh huh. You're on the air. Okay. I just want to make sure. Okay. Are you there? Okay. Okay. Make sure. 
we'll put you on hold. Maybe they didn't intend to hit the button. Maybe they just wanted to call and listen in. So we'll put you on hold. Um, let's talk about the rest of this evening's show. Um, we started this little um, discussion on Facebook. Um, I posted a comment, and, of course, my buddy, Shakir, had something to say. But I I don't watch a lot of TV. So I happened to um, not have anything that I needed to do. So I heard all people talking about the um, show Power. So I decided to, to look at it. And then I got bothered because I wanted to know why is it that all of the um, possibly successful um, and or with power or with money, had to have the adulterous element added to their characterization. Why is it that if they have money, if they have power of some kind, why do the black men also have to be cheaters? Why can't they be, and it's not all the time, but the majority of the time in the, in the media, that's how they're painted. And I wanted to know, you know, do other people see this? Is it just me? Why do we do that? Why is that something necessary? And it carries over into our writings as well. Those of us who are authors, um, sometimes in that characterization, we make sure that we cover the base of having that person be successful in whatever they're doing, as well as they have to have women. Um, and very rarely is it that they are successful and um, committed with no outside um, messing around. So I'm, I posted that, and Shakira had to come and rain on my parade. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so we decided. You want to know anything at the bus about that one. I'm sorry. I so we decided say. to bring you to the show. So that's where we are now. Um, we're gonna go ahead and dive on. Now, let, me, one. let me go ahead. Yeah, let me go ahead and get this premise up out the way, and we're gonna roll from now. The the idea was that she was watching uh, a new show that Fifty Cent has uh, executive produced on Stars called Power, and the the, the main character on my heart, which is a drug kingpin that's basically looking to get out the game eventually. Um, he's trying to make certain moves to try and, you know, make that happen, that type of thing, and all that other good stuff and whatnot. He is married with kids um, and, you know, literally just trying to, you know, do something legit with the money that they made from illegitimate sources. Part of the storyline has him reuniting or reconnecting with a former girlfriend that he had in high school. And, you know, unfortunately, the the – it was one of those things where, you know, the, the, the flame kicked back on and he's trying to figure out what he wants at the same time and things of that nature. Um, his wife doesn't want to leave the drug game and it's giving him a little bit of static all the way through it in terms of, you know, this is the way we were, this is the way we always have been, you know, why are you trying to change up now? Meanwhile, the you know, while he's crashing with his wife, the other woman in the situation uh, being the form of flame, he's starting to feel a, a stronger reconnection to and all that other good stuff. Now, her premise 
was that it was always that it that it is always men of color who have power, money, or both, and they always seem to have a infidelity aspect to their character, to which I disagree wholeheartedly. I made two references on her Facebook page status that already debunked what she was talking about in terms of both of those men oh, being Oh, really? Yes, really? I did. Both of those men were little, both, of those men, both of those men were married, men of power. Matter of fact, they were leaders of the free world in those particular sitcoms that I was referring to. And neither one of them, neither, neither one of them, had an infidelity stroke in their character base. I don't remember that. I do remember your argument that it didn't only happen to. Men of color. Look up. Go ahead and Google search 24. Google search Dennis Habert, who was the first black president. Oh, yes, you did. You did bring him in. And you're right. He is one, yes. But, and, and again, I'm talking across the board, so I'm not just talking um, TV. I'm also talking um, cinema. I'm talking writing. I'm talking the book world as well. Um, and yes, you did bring him up, and and I gave you that one. You're right. Yes, he was not portrayed as a cheater. I just, I guess, I feel like the there always had to be the moral character issue. And the other, the the other part of that is infidelity knows no color. You and I both know this. There are right. as, as many representations as you can bring within the African-American community. I can bring some within the Caucasian community. I can bring some within the Latino community. It does not matter. Men of right. power will, like be, so, will be surrounded by different temptations. And the yes, majority of like them... like when we're talking representation of our culture in the media, that's what's heavily associated with it. Well, you know, where you get a balance, where you get a balance on on the other hand, on the on for the other cultures, they get balanced. You can have some of that and some of that not. I see more morally sound, committed, um, successful white characters in the media than I do um, black or people of color. And I guess I'm trying to figure that out myself at this point in time because where I'm at right now, and maybe I'm maybe I'm looking in different circles. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I've seen it. I've seen it bounce within within the African American community, and maybe it's just me. I've seen it. I've watched. I've watched different sitcoms. I try to be about as as well rounded as I, as I hopefully think I am. And I see just as many strong, committed couples within different sitcoms, within different, within different media forms and such. But unfortunately, when it comes to when it comes to what brings what what's the word I always say when it comes to putting butts in the seats, people want drama. That's just the way it is. No matter what the ethnicity. People want drama. 
we have. I, I mean, you can go to you can go to the Universal the the the, the Univision channel, which is all Spanish all the time, and I can make the same argument that you're saying to me now with regard to the African American community that there are more that 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 there is not as much of a balance when it comes to uh, characters that are you know I won't say morally sound or whatever the case may be. But, you know, that's just the way it is. People want to see other people do dirt. That's always been the case. If you get a, if you get a couple who, I think that's the only reason why I made the Cosby, show, the Cosby Show such a unique situation at the time that they did it, because never once did you see any problems between Cliff and Claire. I can go mm-hmm. back further. You never did see any real issues between Florida and James. You never did see any any relationship problems between Phil and his wife when it came to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And, 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 and I guess are, that's where I am. Because look how far back you're having to reach. And, and let me tell you part of what 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 put me there with that comment when I watched Power. Before that, I said something about um, I've had a post that said um, black men aren't niggas, they're kings. I think it was something like that. And so it started this whole dialogue with me and another guy. And his whole sentiment was, I'm sorry, some of them are niggas. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't even use that word, so I can't agree with you. I said, and he said, well, I'm not going to call one who acts that way a king. And then my issue became then maybe if at some point we stop calling them degrading terminologies and start calling them king and start having higher expectations for them, maybe they will start to live up to that. And and, and it's for me being who I am and what I do for a living, that I feel like expectation is important. And if I continue to feed you that this is what you do, then that's what is acceptable. So I do it. I feel like once we stop feeding culturally ourselves positive images, it stopped being important. I didn't say they didn't exist. It just stopped being important. It stopped being part of our conversation because when well, we let me talk ask about you, the let me ask, show, well, then, then I'll have to I'll have to put it this way then. Society is to blame. The reason why I say that is the viewing public to blame. If you constantly watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, if you constantly watch other mm-hmm. reality shows that really escape my mind at this point, and you're constantly talking about this is my guilty pleasure. You know, I, I, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be watching it, but I just can't help myself. Meanwhile, you'll get quality programming that has a lead black character. And the first thing out of your mouth is, well, I don't know if I can watch it because I don't know if I can really believe that that actually exists. Meanwhile, you want to believe, you want to believe that a reality show that scripted is the normal. Isn't that something? That kills me, honestly. That kills me that we're more ready to accept the degrading things about us than we are things that make us look good. 
So yeah, that, that that's, that's part of the problem. That's, 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 that's part, of the part of the problem at this point. What's hard to believe? Yeah, I, I mean, know, is that case? Really so unfortunately, yeah. that becomes that becomes your issue at this point. Now there yeah. are. There are going to be there are going to, there is going to be quality programming coming up in the next few months. I've already researched. I've already seen it. There are a few that I'm dying to see myself personally. Now, whether or not they get the support. You talking about the one with um, Tracy Ellis Ross? I ain't talking about Blackish. That's not what I was referring to. Oh. Um, okay. 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 Blackish. Blackish is, Blackish is one of them. Blackish is one of them, but I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. I, I, I'm still mixed emotions when it comes to that particular show. However, there's still going to be the whole, you know, there's there, there's still the what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to find the show real quick. There's one from, uh, there's one there's one that NBC is putting out from. I think it's Craig Robinson is the dude, if I remember correctly. He's being given his own show. That's coming up this fall. You got a you got a, a you got a competing cast when it comes to a show that's called Babylon Fields, which is supposed to be a different spin on The Walking Dead. That's got a lead. That's got lead black characters in it. There's another one called Quality Shows, brother. From what I'm seeing, based on the actors that are involved in these projects, I'm willing to believe that they're quality projects. Case in point. No, no, but but, but, but how how are they, like, when you say quality, you mean um, of good writing or you mean of redeeming moral? I'm looking at good good writing along with storylines that come up at this particular point in time. Um, I've got one in particular that I'm looking forward to. That's called Empire. Uh, that'll be coming out from uh, that'll be coming out from Fox. Terrence Howard, Taraji P. Henderson, Malik Yoba, among others, that will be a part of this particular cast. I'm looking forward to seeing that because it's portraying a couple who is at the top of the entertainment industry from a hip hop culture perspective. I'm hoping that they have a decent writing crew to help give these actors characters that they can bring to life, only time will tell. Uh, and I guess, um, uh, I just wonder how many of those will actually, you know what I mean? Like, at any given time, what, what day does Love and Hip Hop come on? I don't even have to know it's on. I could just look at my news feed, and I know it's on. And I know what they're saying. I, it's almost like I watch it. And I just wonder, will we feed into things like that um, that are even a little bit more positive, the way that we feed into the things that are not? <clears throat> People got to realize how that's affected them, though. People don't see how that's affected them. They don't understand the, the, the toll that it's actually taken on them, whether it's mentally, whether it's actually physical, whether it's just the, 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 the vibrations that you're throwing off by looking at this, this negativity. And even if it's not negativity, you, you're looking at programs 
but you're getting desensitized to certain things. So, I mean, people don't realize that the harm is doing. So when you look at it, plural, not you singular, when you look at it, it's like, well, it's just entertainment. I've had people tell me that. It's just entertainment. Can I just enjoy it? I'm tired of that excuse. Right. You know what I'm saying? Can, can, can I, and, and I'm like, I hear that, but you don't understand that it's, it's deeper than that. And the fact that it's deeper than that is the fact that it's prevalent. It's everywhere. Every other station got some nonsense on it. So, I mean, well, every station got some nonsense on it, just depending on what time you're looking at. But, um, I mean, it's, it's just out there so much that it must be on purpose. So it must be for a reason. At least that's, that, that, that's where I stand on it. I just, <clears throat> I guess um, along with that, because you brought up a, a, a something I want to make a point about. Um, when you were talking about the different shows that we used to watch, you know, Cosby shows, different worlds, those kind of things. And um, well, it makes me think about the, the conversations that we had. Even if all you were is you went to a job, you did your job, and you went and talked to your friends about television, and you didn't expand anything any further than those two things in your life, think about the quality you were discussing when you were discussing a different world and going to college or whether you were discussing um, the household with the Huxtables. The conversation was different. Think about the conversation you have to have when you're discussing love and hip-hop or when you're discussing Housewives of Atlanta. When you're discussing those things, even if it is for entertainment purposes only, your conversation is steadily embedding these things into your consciousness. And that that's what is killing me because it's making it an acceptable standard to be at or one that doesn't come with any kind of scrutiny. There are certain things that happen right now that people do it because nobody's going to say anything. Uh, perfect cases, the way that the um, – the side videos are feeding on the news feed, and you're wondering, like, you're, you're watching this thinking. I know I watched one thinking, when, when is this person with this camera going to step in and stop this? And I had to stop watching it because it was a, a man beating a woman, and whoever's recording it at no point ever stopped and said, let me put my phone down and go help this woman that's holding this baby. Nope. And, and I couldn't I couldn't get past that. But for the sensationalism of posting it on my Facebook and it going viral under my name, I'm gonna post it and, and let it continue without stepping in at any point. And then we just start to see that into each other. And and that's my fear, is when we continue to create these characters at what point do we stop and say, that's not an acceptable trait for a character that's my color. I don't want to see another one that, that looks like that or does that or, or is into that. And it's just not, it's, it, I just feel like it's not enough. I just feel like it's not enough balance. You have to look at your, you have to look at your audience. Your audience is the key driving force. 
It's the reason why gangster rap became so prevalent and so popular. It's the reason why the, the why more more people took more stock in Tupac and Biggie than they did in KRS One and Nas. It's the reason why a lot of the a lot of the hip hop culture right now is nowhere near acceptable. The only problem is they're playing to the audience that's in front of them. And they're the ones that are they're they're the ones that's getting everything on the radio and getting spins on the radio. That's the bottom line. If you got people calling into the radio show, I wanna hear such and such. I wanna hear this, I wanna hear this, I wanna hear this. And you get enough people to say that, you get your your your, your you know, in 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 the Atlanta in the Atlanta radio market, you know, a few of the radio stations have a top three three or a top eight and eight or, you know, top seven and seven, whatever the case may be, where they play the top songs that were requested all day long. Mm-hmm. All right, brother, for real, I hear you, but I, I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. Number one, if they don't play those <laughs> songs that the, that the program director picked, and oh, no, they I mean, I get you on that, but I'm just saying that. They're trying to they're trying their best to explain it in that manner to take the onus off of themselves, and you got ignorant people that believe it. Exactly, see, and that's the thing. So it's not driven by the people. It's not driven by the fans. If it was driven by the fans, then it would be a different outcome. You, if it was driven by the fans, you wouldn't have such thing as one hit wonders. But you have one hit wonders because the machine pushes an artist. And now that artist can't keep up with the way it was pushed. So you have—I I mean, it's the—it's the system of I'm gonna flood the market with this. I mean, you, you spoke of gangster rap when gangster rap came out, but right before that, you had conscious rap. Conscious rap didn't well, go nowhere. It didn't go nowhere. People were still loving that. People were still buddy, buddy, buddy all in my face. You know what I'm saying? They were still doing that. But no, next thing you know, it got flooded with niggas for life. You see what I'm saying? So if you flood the market with something, if you hear something enough times, there's a science to it. If you hear something enough times, you're going to get acclimated to it. So whether you want to hear it or not, now you you hear it and you react a certain way. Oh, that's my shit right there. No, they just made it your shit because they done played it 18 times today <laughs> and it ain't before 4 o'clock in the afternoon yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I, I mean, I hear you when you say it's the... It's, it's the, the people out there. But the people out there that's buying, people, how many people stop buying stuff? And they just download it for free. So, you know what I'm saying? So people stop downloading it and they're still getting it for free. It must be, you know what I'm saying, something that's pushing that, that product out there. Yeah, definitely no arguments there. Yeah. But I think I mean, right now. I, I, get, I, I agree with you on that. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you on something. Um. So yeah, I agree with you there, but don't get used to it. I don't know. It's 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 no, I'm not. It's not gonna happen. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, and and I'm gonna tell you what angle is frustrating for. It's frustrating, and and then it's also the fact that what do you do instead? Um, but it's frustrating because a lot of times people don't realize that what they do feeds into their kids. Whether you're doing this with your child or not, they notice in some way. 
um, your kids pick up on certain things, conversation, um, you know, TV watching habits, um, and I talked to a group of kids, ages range from 11 to 14, and when we have the downtime for them to just be able to just kind of chit-chat with me, and it's not about words or school or anything, the things that they ask me make me uncomfortable that they're comfortable asking me that. Mm-hmm. But when I turn it on them and say, now, is that something that you would actually say to your mom or ask your mom? They honestly say yes. And they, and they truly would because that's where we are now. There, there are no boundaries. Parents are friends that's, now instead of parents. Yes, and that's so scary because who's raising them? It's Who, Who's raising them? And, and then when you look at some of the things that systematically happen by parents not being able to do X, Y, and Z for fear of what might happen to them if they do these things in order to discipline their children, they're also telling us to take our hands off our kids. So who's raising them? Because a lot of kids are raised by TV. And not necessarily because it's systematic, but because my parents have to work two jobs to live in this neighborhood where they felt like it would be safer and better for me to grow up. And because they work two jobs, I'm home alone a lot. And so what do I do to fill my time? I watch TV. And nobody actually can tell me what to watch because I'm home by myself and I can watch whatever I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So then I'm I'm being fed all these messages because one of my favorite shows, I remember the baby was in the fifth grade, I believe. Her favorite show was Bad Girls Club. Yeah. Did you watch that? You actually sit down and watch that every day that it comes on, whatever day that is. You actually know Bad Girls Club comes on today and I watch it. I couldn't take that. I was like, I couldn't even stand to watch the show myself as an adult. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. But as a kid, that's what you're feeding yourself. And nobody, and it's not even jointly with a parent who's saying, you know, that's not real. Or, you know, this part is scripted. Or, you know, this is the wrong way to behave if a situation happens like this. And it still, it still kills me right now that because that, I can see where those things entered her mind. And so now that she's like a junior or something in, in high school, you can see where those behaviors, they kind of made an impression on her behaviors too. But things are so socially acceptable now. You know, she I mean, I'm sure she had to contend with the kids who said, why you don't watch that? So, you know, she watches it. But it's like, who's undoing that damage? And then we drive it. We drive it. Oh, did you hear what happened? Have you seen the latest one? I guess the irresponsibility is what drives me crazy. Um, I started the show off with Iggy's song. Fancy, 
because she is almost kind of in the news. I see a lot of people didn't jump on this one. It's not like it's a new issue. But she posted a picture on her Facebook with uh, T.I. and Drake and somebody. And on her picture, she said, me and my nigga. Iggy is white or Australian or wherever she's from, but her skin is not dark brown. No one would Mm -hmm. accidentally call her a nigger. So um, I don't know because it's this whole portrayal of, I mean, it's what's socially acceptable because there was a big uprising about that. Some people still didn't know it happened, but then, and it was, it was like okay. I mean, and she felt, I mean, with one song on the Billboard chart, she felt like she had made it to a point where she could post it. Mind you, that's her boy. Ti is her boy. Yes, that's her boy. So you comfortable yes. enough to say that about your boss? Is your that right? Boss. Mhm. I mean, that just floored me. I'm like, she signed her, and that's how she talked. That's I, I just couldn't get with that. I was like, wow. Yeah, but that's what way, happens. Way, way comfortable. Way too comfortable. Like they, they've gotten to the point. They've gotten to the point where. Where where everybody's on this on, on this campaign on this big time campaign it was that it was that way for a while for a while and you know all that other good stuff where they were like okay well if we empower and I'm like there's no way to empower that word you know it's just it's just very difficult to even go in that direction as far as that's concerned um, I, I so, went into so it, you're not in support of using the word because I just assume I've never, I, I, there there is there is very there's very, very, very few, and I've I've tried to be my own example when it comes to that. I don't have it anywhere in any of the in, in any word that I've ever written from a fictional perspective. It has never popped off in my prose. I've tried to be very conscious of doing that, even in my, even from my editorial side. I have to. I have a very difficult time taking on urban lit projects mm-hmm. because I, the first thing I'm doing is doing the search, and I need to see how many references I'm seeing in the in in, in that particular genre. And if there's too many from my comfort zone, I turn the project down. Mm-hmm. Now I can only do this individually speaking. I know there are not a lot of people that are willing to do that. I'm missing out on a shitload of money because of it. Because a lot of people from that genre are coming to me because of one project that I did edit and, you know, all that other good stuff and whatnot, and they felt that I was comfortable enough to give it some integrity even though the dialogue is is using that word, hmm. I have myself to blame for that. But you know, at the same time, all I can do is try to correct whatever mistake I felt I made. 
But again, I'm only one person in a larger industry. Right. You know, and and here's the deal. It's like, because I'm not a fan of the word. And actually, I just ran into a big issue just the other day because I started back writing, and I had a situation where I had to use that word in um, my writing because it fit the character um, who was being racist. So he was actually saying it the way that he meant it. He wasn't, it wasn't a term of endearment. He was actually calling the other character this. And it was so I mean, hard that's, for me that's to... what that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing because it depended on the history, depending on the timeline of the piece. You right. know, you have to get it done. That's that's a whole yeah. different context. Right, but as a as, mm-hmm. as a person who advocates against its use, I was in here going, "Oh, I just killing me. How many times can I use something else other than that word in in his you know." Uh, yeah, but that's that's within so, that's yeah. within a historical that's within like I said I, I'm I'm naturally assuming that this is more of a historical timepiece depending on the timeline of the of the period that you're using it for you have you technically have no choice that is something that was uh, was indicative of that time but if it's circa right. 2014 and you got black folks you got black folks using it against other black folks and you're seeing it. At least, I think the last project I the, the last project I turned down, the the use was somewhat in the neighborhood of about three and a good, I say three hundred fifty plus, and that was mm-hmm. in a manuscript of about three hundred pages. Wow! And it was urban fiction, it's street fiction, because for wow. some strange reason, it's not authentic. Unless niggas are calling niggas. Unless niggas. you use it in there. Oh, check this one out. Check this one out. This one right here, this one got me. New York newspaper headline, July 7, 2014. The headline reads, The Nigger in the White House. So that's, the, that's the headline for the article. In well, I, remember, I remember that headline. Yeah. That's what, two days ago? Yeah, and, and, and they so, justified using it. Wait. They tried, so, they, they tried that damn to justify using it. So the journalist, his name is James Collier, he goes on to write this article about President Obama being in the White House. However, he never in his article explains why his title is the nigger in the White House. And in his writing, he goes on to talk about um, the different policies that he's, you know, trying to implement or what have you. And so it goes on, and it's a political piece of writing, okay? However, the title never feeds into the story. He never starts off explaining why he titled it that. He never starts off explaining the the use of the word nigger in his he just simply titled it that, and then wrote his piece about. Yep, and it was meant, and it was, and what it was meant to do was exactly what it did. Now let me say, the, I I apologize for not knowing of the article, but you know, I like to read a good nigga article every once in a while. But um, <laughs> in his defense, you know, unless you are of a certain stature in the 
in the newspaper industry, you don't write your own headline. You got that right. So, so the fact that he didn't reference it could very well be because he didn't know what it was going to be. He no, no, he already Yeah, here's the unfortunate part. He did know. Oh, yeah. damn. Not yeah, only did he, he know, he, not only did he know, but he co-signed on it. Yeah. Now, mind you, it wasn't, you know, New York Times, New York Post, Washington Post. No, no, no. You know, anything along those lines. It was a smaller paper that had a circulation of about 20,000 subscribers. But right. the fact that he wrote, the, the fact that the editorial staff co-signed off on the piece itself and the title of that piece, and both the editor and writer of that piece were like, okay, let's do it. And then they were prepared for the firestorm in such a manner that they almost had a canned response. Yes. For anybody that was willing, for, for anybody that was willing to ask the question, why the hell? Because they, they, were, they, were almost, they, were almost, they were almost gushing over the fact that, okay, yeah, we put that on the title, but it was not a derogatory piece toward the president, which, after I read it, then damn so right. It wasn't a negative right. piece against the president. But the problem was they needed, a, they needed a byline, they needed a title to bring an outsider in from their normal leadership mm-hmm. to get some eyes on it, get some press on it, let this some bitch go viral, and we're going to pick up some stuff in the, on the back end. They yes. knew exactly what yes. they were doing. And I'm willing to yes. bet they picked up another 10,000 subscribers along okay. off of that one title. And I guess, you know, my issue with it is the whole fact that it's acceptable to print. It's acceptable to print a headline that says that, and I'm done. I'm spent on, on that alone. I'm spent on that alone. Mm-hmm. Because where what time period we're in and where we supposedly have evolved, because everyone feels like we've evolved to this place where racism is not a big thing. And, and you know what? I, I guess know for that some lot. people who live in this otherworldly bubble, maybe. But reality is that it just morphs into something to fit the time. Um, and so, you know, because I'm, I'm all thinking about how, you sat down and put this as your headline, and knowing that it's not, it's not even associated with what your article is about, and you say, yeah, we're ready to go to print, and we're ready to send this out to the 20,000 that read us. We're ready for this to take off. That just kills me. Because, like, at what point, at what time do you feel like it's okay to print that about whoever's in the White House? What, and how are we supposed to, you know, that just drives the whole disrespect of that position. I don't know. <laughs> I no arguments, but it, it, it is what it is. It's it unfortunate. is, it is. It, it's unfortunate, but when you have people who are like, oh, it's okay, not a big mm-hmm. deal, and those same people who 
those same people are descendants of the same of of the of the people who shed blood, sweat, and tears and lives. Who's to blame? Right. All right. I, I'm. I, I definitely. You can't. You, you you can't blame you can't blame other cultures for jumping on the bandwagon when we made it so chic. We've made it so popular. We've made it so the it thing to do. It wasn't, I mean, and Iggy wasn't the first one to do it. She ain't going to be the last one to do it. That was the whole thing with J-Lo back in the day when she was boning Pete in And she popped it off in one of her songs. And everybody went, oh, shit, she's supposed to say that. And then we all go, but you do. Well, that's not the same thing. No, it is the same thing. You're just trying to justify your use of it by saying mm-hmm. that she can't. Mhm. Mhm. So she ain't gonna be the last one to do it. I think when the when the when this class pastor that did that shit by Twitter, when she was hanging out with Jay Z and Kanye in Paris, mm-hmm. and popped off on and popped off on Twitter. Everybody wanted to wring her neck about it. And I'm like, but it's in their songs. They don't have a problem with it. They didn't have a problem with it. It's your hey, I guess that would be the same thing, I guess, here with Iggy, because T.I., Drake, they just say the same. Ain't nobody else saying nothing. It's the outside public that's like, you know, she wasn't supposed to. Well, when you stop, I'll stop. Right. Right. And that's the problem. Nobody wants nobody within the black community per se. Now I'm not saying nobody, excuse me, that that's so erroneous. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not that's enough so are saying quit it. Right. That's the same phrase. I wonder how many people actually use the N word. I'm gonna ask how many use the N word. Um, we'll see. Like either way, on that, I, I'm about to say on that note, I, I'd have to apologize for cutting this one short, but. You know, it's that time for me. Yeah, you ready to to leave me here alone with him? I won't have a choice in the matter. You know how this works. Ah. I'm still here. Yay! So I will, I will leave you. I will leave you three to finish up, and we will do this again next week. All right. Well, you be careful. Take care of yourself, and and we'll talk about next week because. I might not be accessible next week. We might okay. have to do a, a recorded show next week. So. No worries. We'll work that out. We'll work that out. Well, you enjoy your okay. evening. All right. We have a call from area code 510. You're on the air. Um. This is Perry. That's okay. You done? You I don't want to say thought. nothing? I forgot <laughs> my thought. I can't believe you forgot your thought. But I did. I think <laughs> I did. 
It was because it was about something that Shakir said. I think it was kind. Of, it was more of a question, I think, than a um, than a statement. When he was talking about having expectations of other cultures, when we don't really, you know, adhere to certain things ourselves. And I was just wondering. Well, for one, I always would, you know, as far as our president, I was all. I, I, it hurt me that. It seemed like we, as a people, never really have anything to say until it's against one of our own. And it just really got to me that normally people that you wouldn't even hear talking politics at all was talking mm-hmm. the most mess about him that were us. You know, it's kind. Of, it just really tripped me out. Like, we don't use our voices at the right times. And when we do, it's against each other. So that was just mm-hmm. really crazy for me. Like, oh, you understood politics the whole time? You were sitting there on mute when Bush was there and when whoever else was there, but now you have a voice. So it just it just always tripped me out. And all of the, the disrespect that he takes being in there, I mean, dude standing up and going off on him during one of his speeches and all it ever takes is an apology. Oh, I didn't mean, I mean, it's just it's a whole bunch. So I just, I don't know, I was, I was just, I always wonder about that, like what causes it, what's going to change it, probably nothing. And then just us, period, not having, like, voices for our own communities. Like, we don't have those anymore at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as, like, I I don't, I'm not really, I don't follow, like, one particular religion. I grew up part-time Nation of Islam, then part-time Baptist and stuff like that. But what I can say is that, when I was like 10, I remember going to Atlanta, I think it was Atlanta with my mom, and hearing Farrakhan speak, and even as a 10-year-old, his words just stuck with me. They stuck mm-hmm. with me like as a kid, listening to him talk and listening to him articulate and talk about just, but we don't have, you know, voices like that is what I was getting to, you know, the people, mm-hmm. that, and I think they're out there, but I think that it's just so far gone right now that people don't think that it's worth hearing. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. That's why it took me a minute to press the one. Well, and I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily that it's not worth hearing because you're right. Where are those voices? They do exist, but it's at a point where who governs what we get to hear, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what would they rather us hear? Right. And so, what outlets do we have to change that? How many of us say, well, on my station that I own, I'm going to only put these images in front of you? You know, so, you know, like you said, there are those voices, and they're having to do the indie thing, which we know is difficult to get a mass, you know, um, audience when you're indie. They exist, but how do we get them out there, that people get to hear them and feed from them? More so than, you know, mass media has all of the basketball wives and all that. That's out there. They can find that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You can even get that on demand. But how do you get those other things out there? Right. So. I mean, but you know what? You get it out there because it it has the the people have to want it too. And I don't think enough people do. And it's sad to say I really feel bad for even saying it. But, I mean, I know – First hand, I guess I should say. I used to have a magazine, and it was for black girls, and it was baby girls. It was for black girls ages 11 up to 21, and it was just all filled with, like, what I like to call it was just like, you know, kind of like a guide through the jungle. 
you know, everything mm-hmm. that you needed, like resources for jobs, if you need to know how to do your resume, if you need to know how to interview, if you need to know, you know, telling young girls about um, how in the media we will never be looked for if we go disappearing, so even go missing. So even if it's one person, tell them where you're going, a cell phone number, anything, so that when it's time to go look for you, that person can say, I know for a fact that she went to this place. And it won't mm-hmm. take years for our bodies to be found or years for somebody to come out with a website that now showcases all the people we got missing that nobody ever heard about. But it was just kind of like I had people that said, well, you should throw fashion in there. You should throw some entertainment in there because this uh-huh. and the other. I mean, and there was a certain amount of that. Like I had, you know, kids from like the high school writing articles and stuff like that, feeling like if their peers saw them writing, they would come and want to hear, you know, get the information too. It wasn't preachy by any means, but it wasn't fashion, and it wasn't the, you know, the latest makeup, and you know, the the little the hood videos, and you know, the rappers, and it wasn't that entertainment that they wanted. And so it's just kind of like at this point, it's twofold. Like, how do you pull people back? How do you get people want wanting to be educated and wanting to be enlightened? Because nobody wants mm-hmm. that. And I can't, I don't Mm -hmm. like to generalize, but that's what it seems like. I mean, it's just kind of like, it's it's so, it's such a gravitational pull towards the bullshit. Like, that's what they want to go toward. I mean, it makes me sick that it's like, whenever something bad happened, like the dude, the dude, the felon. This dude got Mm -hmm. over 200,000 followers because of something that, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. The girl that accidentally tweeted her dad a text. She tweeted it to her dad. It was a sex text that she meant to send to her boyfriend. So then her dad, she put up his messages on her Twitter. Her dad was saying, call me right now. This ain't funny. You, I know you didn't mean to send this to me. So she on Twitter asking everybody what she should do. Oh, my God, my dad seen this picture. So now she got like 8,000 followers in one day because now they want her to put up the pictures that she sent her dad. That mm-hmm. kind of shit. I mean, it's just kind of like where where is it anybody out there still even living or is everybody on some zombie shit? It's crazy mm-hmm. because just like I was when I, I don't know if y'all saw that movie. Um, what's the movie with the zombies with Tom? Is it Brad Pitt? What movie was that? Now, what's the name of that movie with the zombies in it? Yeah, World War Z. Did y'all see that? I didn't. Okay. Well, when I watch movies, I always watch it for, like, (laughs) I don't watch them for entertainment. I'm always looking for the messages in them. And so this movie was about Mm -hmm. this illness that people was getting, and they was turning to zombies, right? But they didn't figure out till toward the end of the movie that it was an illness because the zombies was running right past people that weren't sick. Like, they were running right past them. You could be right in their face, and they wouldn't see you if you weren't sick. And to me... Like, everybody was talking hella mess about the movie, but it was symbolic. For me, I'm like, they use that as a metaphor. Everybody out here is zombies, but they only going to latch on to the people that are of like minds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're already sick, they're going to know, and they're going to pull you in. And you're gonna. And the way the movie had it written was like, by the time you get the virus, you really only have a 12-second period before it fully takes over you and you become a zombie too. And that's just life. You know, it's 12 seconds, mm-hmm. if not shorter than that, for somebody. Look at everybody putting Kermit up on their Facebook page. Like fucking mm-hmm. idiots. One person put up Kermit, mm-hmm. everybody put up Kermit. Now everybody's saying, mm-hmm. but that's none of my business. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. not, it's just kind of like a whole epidemic. Follow the leader this and follow is no individuality. So how do you even get people to want to pay attention? Because this is this generation and some of ours. Mm-hmm. 
I don't yeah. know. Like well, you said, you the know, bad... the the generation that's coming up, they are direct reflections of the things that we did and did not do, and that's mm-hmm. why people don't get when they sit and they criticize. Oh, look at the pants. Look at this. Those kids are direct reflection of everything that we are teaching or not teaching them. You know mm-hmm. what we what we're allowing, and and so when you're down in these kids, you're down in a parent somewhere. So right, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I, I you know this this I knew this was going to be part of the conversation because we're just trying to get having the conversation, trying to get to the point, the bottom of it. You know, trying to get to what do we do next? For and those of us who, yeah. who are not giving up. And so it's got to be the small pockets. That's all we can, I mean, that's that's where we can affect some change is the small pockets because no one's going to just give us the one million viewer spot. Nobody's giving that to us for that benefit. Um, so you got to do the small pockets here and there and, and then hope to link them together and create a movement. That, that's all. That's all I can see, you know, um, mm-hmm. because unless you get the right network lined up and you totally are able to overtake that big market, mass media, and get the message out there, that's all you can do if you're a hands-on person. That's true. So. Um, that's true. I thank you very much for calling in. I'm supposed to do some mm-hmm. shout-outs to some people, and we only have 15 minutes left. So let me try to get through those. All right. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetie. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Is Ron still at work or did he leave early without permission? I'm still here. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, he's still at work. All right. Hadn't heard you in a while. Hadn't heard you in a while. I have a couple of shout-outs I'm doing this evening. I want to shout-out Abdul's in the house. Hey, Abdul. Uh, He's got some projects that he has um, coming up, and so I want to give a few seconds um, to shout that out. So be looking for um, How the Stench Soul Christmas is the Urban Fantasy, which is cool. Fantasy, we need some more of that. Um, and then he also has a horror short story um, and a poem coming out. He didn't say where, so we'll find out where. I'm sure he'll post it on my page. Um, we have Tiki Brown, who has um, her third book in the Stafford Brothers series um, coming December of this year. It's called Don't Stop, You Get Enough. If you want to read more about what that um, installment in the series is about, it's on my page. I have a couple of more shout-outs here. Hmm. I thought, let's see, uh, 
Uh, her name is Ebony Smith, and Ebony has her third novel uh, called Five Hearts, and you can read more about it on my page. Check out Ebony Smith. And I think that's all we have tonight. I think that's all we have tonight. I was um, also, um, I had posted a poem that I think a lot of people really, really, really need to take a moment and listen to. Um, Princess Powell, um, the poem is called The System. And just take a minute, sit down, and listen to it because what we talked about this evening has a, a lot of what we talked about this evening is represented in his words. I asked a lot of people, um, I asked everybody they use the N-word. And so far, people are being really, really honest. And I have a lot of answers. Um, so the, the N-word is still used on a pretty regular basis as a means. As someone said, when they get angry, they use it. Um, someone said they're, you know, they try not to, but it does slip out from time to time. Um, I'm going to tell you, I was a very heavy N-word user. It was like a regular part of my vocabulary when I was in my early 20s. And then I started working, and one of my good friends, I, we were talking, and I threw it out there like nothing, and she was so offended. And I always hang out with people that are a little bit older than me. And she was so offended, and I was like, what? You know, we came from the same area of town. We grew up in the same types of uh, school system. And so um, I was like, what? You know, she, she explained to me that she does not use that word. And everything that she said, I already knew. You know, everything that she said as to why she doesn't use that word, I knew it. I knew you, know, you shouldn't say that word because of this, that, and the other. And it mattered to me. You know, but I guess that whole like mind thing, because here I'm sitting with someone who didn't use that word for all the reasons that I definitely understood, and so now the two of us could not use that word together. So the influence made a big difference in in what I chose to do, and so I know that you can have a a positive influence on someone um, by being a like thinker, and so you know that was one of the things that made me go ahead and stop using it. It wasn't something that um, I had to say. It was just something that I used other than saying he or she or I say that in. It was easy. People around me did it all the time. So I had to, you know, analyze myself a little bit and figure out, you know, why was I doing it? What, what, did it impact, you know, and that was what really stuck with me is the impact it had. And then here I was in a position to have an impact on the future and did I want to damage it or did I want to positively impact it. So, yeah, she got my attention. And so I don't use the word. Um, I've said it more tonight in referencing what was going on um, you know, in the social media areas than I've stated in years. So it's possible to not use it and still express yourself. 
Ron, you got quiet. I think we need to go to the dungeon and get some more questions for you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can talk. I can talk. What do we talk about? No. I, I, I feel like I'm missing the good questions that we were supposed to ask. And I'm, I've been looking through my Facebook trying to find it because somebody asked it, and I can't I find it. And I was, like, I was like, this is a good one. And I can't find it because you didn't show up. Ron, would you ever participate in a wind-down porno? In a wind-down porno? Yeah. Um, It depends on whether it's, you know, cash in hand. What? I mean, it depends. It depends. You know what I'm saying? If they got the cash right there, I mean, hey, why not? Make a couple of dollars. No. So you will participate in... No, no, no. I just want to get clarity. You will participate in... I'm not doing in... no I'm past the porno phase. I'm not making no porno. You're not... Make, you're not... You would not for money or just... For no, Party pooper. No, I, I, I mean, see, all right, see, there's a difference between a porno and a video. You know what I'm saying? A porno, you know what I'm saying? A porno, you got lighting, you got cameramen, you know what I'm saying? You got, you know what I'm saying, production tool. A video is some shit where it's like, yo, we, we getting drunk and somebody pull their phone out. <laughs> So you would do a video? We drunk, and you got your phone now. I may have to show you something. Dear Lord. Um, like for instance, that whole that that, that, that whole meme sex tape they talk about. That's not a sex tape. That's a porno. They had a cameraman. You got people zooming in and changing angles. That you, you're not just doing that. You got to set that up. Yeah. Okay. So, so no to the porno, and yes to the to the video. To right. a cell phone video. Cell phone right. video right. with no lighting and lighting. No lighting and no payment to it. It's just random and anybody can see it. No, we could turn the light on and it's gonna be on my phone. So the only way they go see it is if they're looking at my jack. No, that's not fair. She needs to have it as well. Who is she? Well, she is in the video. Unless well, I, you I, I, you, it's, anyways, it's a wind down. This is a wind down video, so it's either you or it's you. So right. everybody get a video. Everybody can get a video. Sure, why not? Oh, God. So, Ron, and, and so what I what I hear, hear Ron saying. I hear Ron saying that he does want to do a video. I didn't say one to. I didn't say one to. By himself in his cell phone. Hey, then they've done that. If the the situation happened to, you know, avail itself, I mean, I'm not going to be the party pooper and be like, no, people, let's not do this. I'm going to be like, you want another drink? You good? You need anything else? You good? You sure? You see her? You see her right there, hurt. 
Oh, God. I'm done. This guy here. This guy here is different. Um, I also want to. I want to make sure I also shout out um, what one of my FB friends is doing. His movement. Um, Kevon Gully is um, has the Save Black Boys movement, and he is doing some really. Um, inspirational things. He has this Take Back Our Boys um, platform and what he wants to do is offer young men a different way because he's tired of all the death and senseless killings and being bound for jail and you know all those things that rip our um, young black men away from being positive contributors to um, life. And he's coming from a sincere place. He's coming from a place of overcoming some of those negative um, influences. He's coming from a point where he's been changed. He's changed his life. So, um, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out to see from time to time. There are things on my page about uh, Save Black Boys, and there is a website for saveblackboys.org. So take a minute, check it out, see if it's something that you want to be a part of because it's something that, you know, is kind of picking up throughout um, various different uh, states where people are saying, you know what, send me a couple of those shirts and tell me what I can do in my state you know, or my area. So if it's something you think is worth your time, please check it out and see how you can be uh, part of that movement because men are the backbone to our society and we need them to be strong. So it's a worthwhile cause. Ron? Don't say it. Don't, don't, Don't say it. Let me just say to you, um, I thank you because what we need to do as, as in our avenues as our, as, our, as the people that we should be is more cooperative uh, business. So the fact that you would shout that man out and I see that you have him on your page and things of that nature, um, the fact, I mean, it says to me that more people, if we mentioned each other as much as we mentioned Ralph Lauren, as much as we mention, mm. as much as we mention the safety, we mention each other as much as we mention other people. We be in a much better place. So mm-hmm. I mean, so for the fact that you did that, I want to, you know, say you did something good finally. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> oh, where is he, Miles? When I need a good PM. Oh, my God. Oh, listen, I'm at these people's house, and they can't turn the TV down. There's something wrong with these folks around here. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I'm okay. finally busy. Ron, you're such a porch monkey. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I just I just went to Facebook to, you know, I was going to post something on my page, and the first thing that pops up is this advertisement. For Little Boosie's Baby's Mama 
upcoming TV show. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. And this is on somebody else's page, just shouting it out for them. Like you just said, if we spend time reposting stuff that was positive rather than little Boosie's baby mamas, you know, maybe we have a different impact on what is who we are. And maybe we can get people not to post pictures and say my niggas about us. I mean, you know, I just feel like that's so disrespectful to the person that signed you. Uh, I mean, I hear you before a person who don't use the word. You sure just free with tongue today. You just been nigga, nigga, nigga. I mean, you just been everywhere with it. Yeah, I know. You're right. That's what I do. Real unpredictable like that, right? I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. You're different. Yeah, I bet. I can tell. And because I don't want to have to slap you, um, we can just go ahead and... Hey, Ryan, didn't you have that thing? Didn't you guys have the Babe the Black Parent thing? Yeah, um, I don't, I, we'll talk about that. Well, I just want to know well, how we talk about it now. I watched it. I just want to know how was the forum? How was the how was the panel discussion? No, it didn't. It it didn't occur. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. I don't want to talk about this now. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm done with that. So <laughs> that was not the answer that I thought I was going to get. So right. with that, yeah, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wind down the wind down show. Um, next week may possibly be a recorded show, so we'll pick something good that you might have missed um, and re-air it because I am going on vacation. And I'm going to enjoy myself. So we will figure it out, what we're doing for next week's show, and keep you posted. Do I still get but paid we'll, to be on vacation? Do I, is my we, will, we, will, we will air something, so there will be something playing at 9.30 or 10.30 Central Eastern Time. So, um, and unfortunately, Ron will probably have a speaking part on whatever airs. You can mute him or not. Bad business. Ron, Ron, you do know that you owe. You're in the hole. So, really, you shouldn't even ask about next week. Hey, shouldn't ask. You ain't the first woman to say that to me. Oh, I'm going to throw up this show is over. Oh, hell no. Okay, well, now that I'm totally sick to my stomach, you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will see you next week. Good night. Good night. That's absolutely disgusting. Oh, good night. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the-
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.